0: I've been thinking about programming not in the sense of programming computers but the programming of people how people get programmed into behavior patterns or programmed to accept things they wouldn't have accepted before even to believe that they like those things, that they are getting something important out of those things, when the reality might be something very different. Over the last couple of decades I've watched as part of the control group, you could say, because I haven't been part of this, I have followed it from the sidelines, or from a distance Suddenly, I've watched TV and films and games and stories in every medium become more and more inhuman in every way and every sense. I might even say subhuman in many ways. And uh, this started happening very noticeably since nine eleven, the attacks of September 11th in 2001. Very soon there were TV series and films and stories in other media about torture and not critical of torture. I mean Having the main characters use torture to attain whatever goals they were after. And it was very troubling to see that happen. And uh, virtually everyone that I saw any comments from just going along with it and not pointing out that this is something this character shouldn't be doing. And uh, this is something that should not be accepted as part of the norm. But of course, in a major country producing these TV series and films, there was a time when torture was made legal. And of course, apart from questions of legality, or regardless of them, torture has been used, unfortunately, probably in every country in the world. I don't know about the continent of Antarctica or the Arctic polar region, the icy wastes, those might be the only places on earth where torture hasn't been used. There's no justification for that ever. But so this this is one of the things that started happening increasingly and um, it would be easy to list kind of a chronology of this series but I don't want to do that. I don't want to give even that uh, free advertising for this series. But there was like one uh, action adventure spy type series um, uh, like a serial and uh, it was very time based so they needed to get information quickly so let's torture this guy or I don't know how many characters got tortured over the course of that series but Then there were others with other types of storylines. And of course it crept into science fiction also very quickly. There had been some episodes and stories in other forms than TV about torture and um, other types of physical and emotional and mental psychological abuse. But they had been usually critical of those behaviours. Those things that humans can do to others. But then it started shifting into something that... Hey, let's just throw this into our series. We'll be edgy and we'll be cool because our characters are stepping over the line. No, that was just incredibly stupid and irresponsible. Because people's views are affected by things like this this is something that really of course should be a much much longer discussion than I will make of it here but the belief that we can separate fiction from reality is really an illusion for most of us. It takes a lot of thinking and media literacy ability to sort things out and stop and think to really separate fact from fiction. Maybe I will return to this in more detail, but I'll try to follow this line that I was establishing here about the, I mean, increasingly brutal nature of many TV series and films. I said that I was in the control group. That's because somewhere about 20 years ago, this is recorded in the year 2023, I stopped following broadcast TV because it was no longer something I found enjoyable well in any way actually that I can think of it was no longer giving me something I wanted and it was trying to give me things that I actively didn't want such as stories like this these stupid stories about characters and situations where it's very easy for the writers to set these things up let's for example have a character sexually assaulted and then that's our motivation for the story and usually these things are told from the perpetrator's point of view not the victims unlike with the david lynch's and mark frost's twin peaks where the horrible things experienced by laura palmer and others were usually told and for the most part told from the viewpoint of the victim So those events were shown for the horrors that they are and not trivialized or turned into what Alan Moore, for example, called already many years ago, several decades ago, a pornography of violence, which is what now very, very many films and especially TV series, because those can keep you addicted literally addicted and i mean chemically addicted by giving a steady supply of those kinds of scenes i was saying that these mostly are a type of pornography The violence it's especially troubling that people seem to be i said people i mean many people don't recoil from this but they keep watching and watching these depictions, knowing fully well that that is what they are going to get from this series. And um, this brings me a little further into the point of addiction when it comes to these types of scenes. A little while ago I lost a... I was going to say a friendship, but actually I realized later that it can't have been a real friendship in the first place because it fell apart so easily, but apparently I lost that so-called friend because I was expressing these kinds of thoughts. I was pointing out in our discussions which were completely calm and civil. I simply held these views that a lot of people these days are chemically really concretely addicted to seeing these types of things in their fiction. And uh, to make this really clear, I do mean that it is an addiction that leads to withdrawal symptoms if the people don't get that type of content. So they need to seek out more episodes and more TV series and films and games where there's Ever more violence, sexual violence, torture, mutilations and so on. And if they don't get that, they start getting irritable and maybe a little more aggressive. They might fight with their loved ones more easily. They will feel restless and all these things withdrawal symptoms so they need another hit of that drug called violence in fiction. Of course that's better than violence in real life but I think it's important to point out at least my belief that most of these things don't help people process these things They only create a need to watch more of those things. So this is something that didn't used to exist for these people. When born, certainly they didn't have this need to be seeing this type of thing. It's something that was taught to them. This is one form of the programming that I'm talking about here. I'm now picking you up again. Uh, that came out wrong. I'm holding you in, uh... There's no way to say this. I meant to say that, I hope that I'm now closer to the microphone. (laughs) I am, uh, really, I can't express this right now, but... To follow with my line of thought. This happened over the years as I only watched things I chose to watch. I didn't stop watching TV series or films but I didn't watch just anything that came out and was new. A lot of people I realize and it's troubling to even be or it's troubling to see this Reality and that it is this way. Most people I think that I am aware of through social media, a handful of whom I consider friends, others I realize these days are only connections on social media. I mean, there are no friend-type behaviors from them in my direction, for example, so I can't call them friends there have been these types of interactions in the past but with people that those have ceased it's not friendship it's something else but my point is sorry I was getting really sidetracked there no I'm not sorry this is how I think this is just me Um, it's troubling to know that this is the norm for many people that they will be consuming, experiencing, taking in something current. And that's something that they've been doing all their lives. And regardless of whether they feel what I believe many must have felt a sense of. This is actually kind of sick. This is not what I would prefer to be watching. They recognize often, I believe, on some level, that... This is not what we should be doing with our lives. It's a sad waste of human potential. And... uh, art and creativity to spend it on creating these endless stories about physical and mental and every type of violence. People who have become addicted to this type of content have been programmed this way. I'm sure that many haven't realized that that's been happening to them Over a long period of time, it's just a process that has, little by little, led to this state of affairs. Where now, some of the most popular TV series are based entirely on this addiction of showing people scenes of sexual violence, torture, mutilations, and so on on a regular basis and if there was even a single season of this TV series that didn't have any of that type of content actually I'll go further and say if there was even a handful of episodes that didn't have any of this content with this series I mean they would no longer exist the followers would stop following they would find something that gives them another dose of that type of content to me this comes down to a very simple thought is this really what we are here for in this life is this a good use of our time is this the best we can do with creativity. And is this what we are looking for when we go to art or entertainment? Do we go looking for rape, torture, all that subhuman content? Well, the reality is that many do these days. That is something that many people now couldn't go even a few weeks without. When I was describing that I do believe that this is exactly what has happened, that people have become physically addicted to these depictions. My friend started acting very defensively. And uh, that was another alarming sign for me, because it was confirming what I had been talking about. Because one thing addicts can't stand is someone suggesting that they should be working to get rid of that addiction. No one who is addicted to something wants to have that taken away from them. Of course, I'm in no position to take anything away from anyone but I am in a position to try to help people think about these kinds of things more and make decisions for themselves. I just know that if I had a child, I wouldn't want that child to grow watching literally thousands of scenes of torture and rape. Rape might be even more common, and often it's treated in a way that completely trivializes that experience. Most of these stories are just exploitative. They don't offer anything to people who may have experienced these things. Or something like these things in real life. That would be the only justification I can think of for bringing these topics into any story, to actually do something healing with it. I think that even most people who are addicted would admit that most of these scenes and stories don't do anything to help anyone process these kinds of experiences or come to terms with something or let go of something. It's just keeping wounds open alongside creating more addiction or maintaining the addiction for people who already have it or people who haven't yet been addicted this way. shocking to realize that I think many people forget what beautiful and really worthwhile things can be done with art and creativity it doesn't have to be this kind of exploitative, destructive harmful sordid I don't even know what word to use for it, other than what I've already said before here. The reality is that many people are watching these depictions of these brutal acts and paying money for it. They feel a need for it so much that they actually pay to watch rapes and torture and these other forms of violence. Is this really human? Is this anything that we should be doing? Well, I can only answer for myself but I don't think I need to even put it into words so I think I've made myself clear. Everyone is free to watch whatever they want. I don't go to people and say, don't watch that or you shouldn't watch that. I don't say anything like that. But I am free to say to someone who smokes that you are addicted and you are damaging yourself and uh, this is not helping your life become any better. Those are just scientific facts, I think. We collectively and as individuals should aim to make life better rather than just help people maintain their addictions. There's so much more that we can be doing with all forms of creativity. I sometimes become aware of this in a very acute way when I return to something I've been away from for a long time. This happened, for example, with the works of Ray Bradbury, for me, when I rediscovered them in my adulthood, in the sense of uh, diving back into the Ray Bradbury theater and uh, uh, proceeding to read many of his short stories, in particular, And uh, I remember saying in an earlier episode of this podcast that I wondered how it's even possible to stay away from something that beautiful and uh, so clearly healthy and instead spend so much time on so much more worthless things. You know, we don't get back any moments of our lives so, every moment spent watching this kind of subhuman content I was talking about, that's something that could have been spent doing something really worthwhile with loved ones, or by oneself, or in any case, having experiences worth this truly precious gift of being alive. Especially for those of us who live in places where at least we don't have to struggle every moment of the day just to stay alive like many people less fortunate have to do. I have had struggles and I'm sure that everyone listening to this has had struggles. Things can get very difficult. but we still have so much freedom and we are using it in ways that it's horrible to realize that those things are consuming so much of our time.